Now it is time for the leader to qualify. Please stand so much sharing can hear. We ask you to keep your focus on the 12 steps. Okay. You will get a five-minute warning. Okay. And then... Okay, it's recording. Okay. Hi, I'm Tim, compulsive overeater. And um, I'm back... Uh, I've got nine and a half years of abstinence, uh, but back from relapse, and I'm down 95 pounds as of this month. Um, oh, let me see the pictures. Um, so, uh, how long do I have? Still 9.15. 9.15. Okay. So, okay, excellent. Um, so what it was like uh, I grew up in the Midwest and uh, I grew up on a, like a farm not a working farm but just a lot of property so a lot of work to do uh, we were encouraged to eat big big meals uh, because we, you, you might not get a chance to stop until the end of the day and so I, I would always eat to excess and, and I always had big meals but it ne- I did not grow up a heavy child. We were either working, we were either working at, at the house, or we were working at my dad's company, or I was playing a sport. So there was definitely, I mean, just a lot of movement. We, there wasn't a whole lot of downtime. And so, um, I, you know, I ate big meals. Um, I had no problem stealing from my younger brothers and sisters any food that I wanted. I was the oldest boy, so it just kind of went right downhill. Um, and then the next one took from the next one and just until, until you got to mom. Because dad was at the head of the table and he did that to me. If he wanted something that was on my plate, he took it. And so the biggest always won. And that's the way it was. And so... Um, uh, again, in grade school, I, I was uh, uh, um, an athlete. I, I, I played uh, baseball and soccer, and I was best at, at, at all the sports I played. And so um, when I went to high school, I grew up on this, on this farm, small Catholic, what do you call it, uh, uh, school. There was only like 12 boys, so I was, I was the best athlete. <laughs> kind of like Beverly Hillbillies, we, we ran into some money, we moved, to the, we moved to the city, and I went to an all-boys Catholic high school of about a thousand guys, and I was not, the, I was not number one. So that's when I started, I started the bad habit of quitting things. If I wasn't the best, I didn't do it. Okay. When I saw my first curveball in baseball, I stopped. I was like, I, 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 I rare. I was again the best player in grade school. When I wasn't the best player, within a year I was gone. Uh, I was a very, I was a good soccer player. Again, the the team, the school that I went to had just won the state championship, so of course I couldn't, I couldn't be. So I went and started playing football. Well, even now I'm not big enough to play football. I was five foot two and 120 pounds. So, but I was obsessed. I I I realized that I was what do you call? It? I realized that I was uh, um, I was always obsessed about my weight and 
and, and how I looked, I remember Jake Kuhn, which I hope he's not listening, uh, um, he, had, he had veins in his arms and I didn't. So there was something wrong with me. And I was really, I was uh, obsessed about that. There was like, uh, I don't, you know, I was always hefty. Um, and uh, I grew up with a brother who was one, uh, 13 months younger than me. And we looked like twins. Everybody thought we were twins. And my uncle, who was my godfather, who I really looked up to, he lined us up and he's like, he goes, you're going to be short and fat, you're going to be tall and skinny. And I was like, and I got the short end of that stick. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he really, he, and that was my godfather. And he was short and fat. I mean, from, from both sides of the family, We've got Irish and German on one side, or Irish and Catholic on one side, and German and Catholic on the other. And so we've got some drinkers and some eaters. And, and, you know, I I tried. In high school, I really tried. Uh, um, This was when, like, the first 30 pounds came on. Uh, And then, of course, there was was no um, tryouts for wrestling, so that's what I did. There was no trials for football, but that only lasted two years. I was like, eh, this is really isn't for me. I'm the smallest guy. I'm always getting run over. I'm going to try something different. So I tried wrestling. And I really liked wrestling because the starving for, what do you call it? I, I, I didn't really, I wrestled in a weight that really wasn't that challenging for me. But I, I love starving myself. I love just having a Diet Coke all day long. There was a sense of accomplishment with that uh, I, don't, I don't know it really, there really was there was a sense of accomplishment of saying okay I'm going to do it this way and then actually being able to do it well that lasted for a while it lasted for wrestling season then I would put the weight on take it off during wrestling season now I, I, I discovered drugs and alcohol in high school and I really tried hard in high school and college to be an alcoholic I mean it, it, it did for me it did, it did for me it, it made me an eagle I, I thought I, I was a quiet little mouse but when I drank I felt I could be who I was supposed to be but when it ran its course in my 20s it, it was it was just done. I, I've never want since I put down alcohol. I've never wanted to drink since that day. And I mean, I drank a lot in high school and college and in my twenties. But when it was over, it was just taken away. I never had to do anything to keep that. So I'm the heavy drinker that they talk about in in the big book. Um, but food came in like a hammer. In college, it was you know forty to fifty pounds. In, 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 but I would use, I would use uh, my first two years in college, I drank and partied, and then um, uh, my second two years, I was obsessed the other way. My dad kicked me out of school, he said, kick me out of the house, kick me out of school, because I withdrew from all my classes. <laughs> and didn't tell anybody. I took the money, spent the money, <laughs> and didn't tell anybody that I wasn't going to college. And, and they finally found out, you know, when I didn't get a report card. <laughs> um, and so he kicked me out of the house, kicked me out of school, and I got really afraid. So then it's, the pendulum swung the other way, and I went back and I got straight A's. I was never off the dean's list after that for the second two years. And basically had to, my makeup period, and I lost all the weight. But it wasn't, it wasn't hard. 
because there was something else to obsess over. And I was totally focused and moving too quick to stop and eat. And so uh, when I got out of college, now I just had to do 20 to 40 hours worth of work. You know, that was easy. And the weight started coming on. So then I got on the success, you know, I, I needed, I needed to make up time and get on the success track. So I started working 60 to 80 hours a week in, 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 in my job and the weight came off again. And then, and then it was date. I, I, I had to lose weight to, to get a girlfriend. And then as soon as I got a girlfriend, I got lazy and got fat. So all my relationships, I came in thin and I left fat. <laughs> it really, I mean, that, the, the three major relationships, and the only one that stopped it was getting married. I mean, I was like, oh, geez, I better do something because this is a, that was that's later on in the story. So, um, so uh, uh, um, in my twenties, I, ne- I I played sports, but I never exercised, and so um, I uh, for the first time I was like. I was 260 pounds. I'm like, I got to do something. And so I didn't run a, a, a I got into Al-Anon, by the way. That's how, that's how I came to OA, was through Al-Anon. And so um, uh, um, um, people kept saying I was gaining weight because I wasn't drinking anymore. I felt unconditional love from the people in the rooms, the 12 steps room. They just keep coming back. We love you, whatever you do. And, and that was great for me. And I kept eating. And, but then it, it just got out of hand and I, I was like, oh, i got to do something. So I exercised. I didn't know anything about it. So I went next to I didn't run a 5K or, or 10K. I went and did a, a marathon. I did a marathon, lost the weight. As soon as I was done, on the way back from Chicago to Ohio, I'm looking for the next thing. I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the Ironman triathlon. So then I look at the Ironman triathlon, and, and they won't just let you do that. You have to qualify for that. I'm like, you know, I don't really like following the rules. Is there any exception you can make? They're like, yeah, if you send us $1,000, we'll let you do it. Send them a check. Boom. I, I didn't even have a bike. I didn't have a bike. I'd never swam before. Eight months later, eight months later, I did it. You know, because, again, I was in that catch-up mode. I was in that makeup time mode. Because I'm not enough who I am. Uh, if, I, if I get someplace, if I get the right grades, if I get the right job, if I get this, then I'll be okay. So after the Ironman Triathlon, what's the next thing? I literally was looking into climbing Mount Everest. Because I, I knew if I stopped, that I was going to get caught. I, if I was going to stop and, and do anything, it, 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 the weight was coming back. So... That was too expensive, so I pulled, I pulled geographic and moved out to California. I was like, if I start over, I'll be, I'll be moving, I'll, be, I'll have to really focus on this, and, and sure enough, I did, and for about a year, everything worked, Al-Anon was great, I got, I'm, I'm now in the makeup time of, you know, a new career, but then that starts to wait. That starts to wane a little bit, and, and all of a sudden the food that's always around in the business that I work in, it's always there. I'm taking a little bit more, and I'm gaining weight. So I'm in a meeting, at a fellowship after a meeting, and guys, I'm, I'm complaining about uh, the weight that I'm gaining. He's like, oh, here's a picture of me 
And this is how I lost it. I'm like, listen, I'm an Al-Anon. And at the time, this is what I heard. I heard Al-Anon was the graduate program of 12-step programs. It was the, and in and, my mind, food must be the remedial course. And, and I'm like, because everybody has to eat. Everybody has to eat. That's what I told myself. And so... Um, I went off, I ran my last marathon, I was training for it, but I was gaining weight, and, and I, my best thinking was to eat a large pizza in my hotel room the night before the marathon, and it, it turned out to be the worst marathon I ever ran, it was, you know, I, I just, it was the slowest one I ever ran, and pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization, and I bought a diet book on the way back, now I've never, ever, ever bought a diet book except in the Chicago airport flying back to L.A. I read it. I forget what it was. I read it, read it, read it. Great. Monday morning, Sunday, got back, got the food. Monday morning, ready to go. By lunchtime, I'm eating food that I should not be eating on this diet. I was like, geez, you know where to go. You've been told. You've been, you, it's right there. So I came in. I got the diet right away. I got the food that once I start eating... I have a phenomenon of craving. And it, it, if I take one bite, I'm not stopping. And so, dude, year and a half, got back, got back down to my high school wrestling weight. And that's even below what I, what I am now. And so, everything is great, but I failed to enlarge upon my spiritual life. Now, my job turns into a career. I'm dating a woman who's now my wife. I, I mean, everything is great. I'm, I'm sneaking out of OA meetings early to go to spin classes. And so I've got the, I've got the right balance going. i got a little bit of this, i got a little bit of that. And I remember saying, I'm like, oh, the pendulum's swinging. I'm, I'm going from I'm this, and I'm, now I'm going to go live this life. And that's a thank you, God. But I don't need you anymore. That's that. That's that. You know, I'm, I'm grateful, God, for everything that you've given me. I'm going to now go live my life. Sure enough, five year relapse. Got married. Everything was great. Uh, um, as you see that first picture, that's that's how I interact with life. That's who I am. I I am in a fight with the world. And for five years I fought really hard. I was fighting food. I was fighting everything. And um, the only, I, I, I don't keep coming back. I'm a runner. I just run as far and as hard as I can run on my own. And when, I'm, when I collapse, I collapse. And so on May the 4th, the beast was on me and I could not stop eating. As soon as the, uh, I'm the quantity eater, as soon as there's more room, I eat more. As soon as anything moves, I fill it with more. And that night, I threw up in my mouth. I was sleeping and I threw up in my mouth. And I was like, I, my wife, now my wife is seeing this all happen because I came in thin. And I'm going fat. <laughs> and she's like, maybe you want to go back to OA. And I'm like, and I was on, I, I was like, I'm not ready to do the work. I am not ready to do the work. I'm not ready to give up that guy in the first picture. 
I'm not ready to give up because I want to fight for the world. Because if I, I was taught, if you fight, if you never surrender, all those mottos that the outside world says are successful, if you just keep going, you'll eventually get it. It didn't work for me. It didn't work. So I had to give up my way. And on May the fifth, I said, "Please help. I can't. I can't handle the food. I need help." I came in. Um, I knew immediately flour and sugar just couldn't couldn't do it. Just I knew that was my original abstinence. And my sponsor was like, "Great." He goes, "Okay." Thirty days later, he's like, "So what did you put on your plate?" That as soon as you put it on, because there was a one plate rule. Because I I need some. I don't know how to eat one Milky Way. I don't know how to eat one plate of food on my own. I have no. I and I never will. Nine years in, I still don't know how to do it. I still need to access power greater than me, or I'm going to find a way to mount the plate because I can gain weight in abstinence. And so. Um, He's like, what, what foods have you put on your plate that as soon as you put them on, you were looking for the second helping? You wanted it. And I was like, oh. And I really thought, I loved it. And I love how they just trick you into being honest. Because I would never be. I thought I, thought I was going to get more of that food. I thought we were going we to move it around and I was going to get more of that food. And I was like, oh, potatoes and rice. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he goes, those probably have to go too. And I'm like, what? And he's like, because that, you've triggered the phenomenon of craving. And if you play with it in any form, because potatoes, it was, it was, like baked potatoes really don't bother me. But he goes, but eventually baked potatoes will turn into french fries. And the rice will, the brown rice, which starts off as brown rice, will turn into rice with cheese on it. And it'll turn into white rice. It'll, it, again, one portion is not enough for me. And so, really, the food, that's, I think I've had, in the nine years, I've, I've had three discussions with my sponsor about, about food. That's it. The food is the food. Is the, food. The, I, I, the agreement is, is we're inside the weight range. Once we, we don't talk about food. It's not about the food. What it's about today is... Um, it really for me that guy is still alive the guy the first guy in the picture just because the weight's gone that that guy is still here and maybe it's better I don't know but I am still in a fight with the world um I love listening to speaker tapes. I love, I, all day long, I got them in my ear. I got them, but is the re, because sometimes I will use information, even information about the big book, even information about what he called, to beat people up. And I don't know why. I'm just an angry guy. I, I, I don't know that I'll ever figure out why that guy has to flip off the world. But there are the, the great part is there are directions in the big book. It says, we lay this spiritual toolkit 
at people's feet. We don't throw it in their face. And, and I, but I'll throw it in your face. I will throw, I will say, I will hold myself up as an example and throw what I think is the right thing to do in your face. So, really, my sponsor has asked me, we go to, I go to breakfast with this group of fellows, and my role in it it's kind of like, I, 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 and maybe I like, I'm like, kind of like the yard dog, you know? I'm like the junkyard dog. I'm the guy that protects the message. I'm the guy that protects the message. And if you come in with a different message, I, I'd, be, I'd beat you up. And all of a sudden, I'm beating people up and people are leaving. People are leaving the table. And again, I don't know that the message is wrong. I don't know that the message is wrong. Um, but I, I got really afraid. I got afraid that because this the table that, that we go to has really saved my life. It's is really transforming my life. I've had better relationships with my kids. I've better relationship with my. I'm a really. I'm actually a good employee. I mean, I'm a decent, I can actually show up and not be obsessed about food and me and what's in it for me. How can I be of service? And um, I really thought I was going to destroy this thing because people were leaving. People were like, I want a different fellowship. If this is the fellowship where I go and be honest about what's going on with me and somebody yells at me, I thought I was going to destroy it and I got really afraid. And so it was only pain. It's only pain that that makes that guy, the guy flips off the world, you know, be open to suggestions. So I called my sponsor. And by the way, I don't know how I got absent. I have no idea. My sponsor said, here's your foods. Here's here's a list of questions. Answer them over the internet. I I didn't call my sponsor until I was seven years absent. I really, I never, I didn't call him. No, God, it was eight years. I didn't call him, start calling him until last year. And the only reason I started calling him because because I had so many damn sponsors, and I was being the one telling. I was doing a lot of telling. I figured I should be listening at some point too, because I'll get I'll get full of my own shit. I will get full of my own ideas about what it looks like. I don't know how I got absent. It was really a gift. And that's all I'm, all I do is protect the gift. I show up when I'm asked to show up. It doesn't matter where I, where, or how much I matter. How, where, when I'm asked to show up, I show up. Because that's what, it, that's what they asked me to do. And so, um, I, I, so I called my sponsor. I said, listen, I said, I'm just, I'm getting a bad, I'm getting a bad vibe that, this is not bringing peace. This is, people can't tell me the truth. Sponsees can't tell me the truth that, they, that they're afraid of this. And I'm like, he goes, well, maybe you have an issue with anger. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? And, and he's like, so just like you did nine years ago, please help me with the food. So what he's got me doing... <laughs> And I still hate it. I'm, I'm in the middle of it. For one month, I have to go to the table and say, Guys, I have issues. I have issues with anger. I, I've got issues with anger. And 
I am giving you the right to keep me in check. I'm like, <laughs> now wait a minute. I'm, I'm like the number two guy. There's, there's one guy, there's the guy that leads it, and then, then there's me. And now I've got to listen to these people with less time, less I mean, and uh, Jesus, I'm, I'm sponsoring a lot of them. Now I've got to listen to them. I'm like, oh, jeez. So, but guess what? I, resent, I hate myself because that's what I have to do in all areas of my life. I really have to suck. I need help. I need help. Or, or that guy comes back. That guy comes back all the time in different ways, different shapes, different forms. Thank goodness not, not in the food. Not in the food. But I am in a fight with... That's who I am. I don't know, I don't know that that ever changes. But if I get a conscious connection with the higher power and how I do that is through you... I do that when I pick up the phone and talk. And, I, and I, by the way, I'm working with guys every morning. I'm, I'm on the phone with people every But that won't stop me. That does not stop me throughout the day. That, that'll get me through the morning. <laughs> that will get me through the morning. And my sponsor was like, hey, how's your prayer and meditation life working? Now I pray every morning, but my meditation is falling by the wayside. It's like, oh, it's a couple of minutes here. You know, I'm a little busy. He's like, you know what I do? I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I meditate twice a day for 20, sometimes 40 minutes. I'm like, ah! You know, because I think I have to, and, and, and so I think I have to, I can't just be. All, all you know, it's when we awaken, we think about the 24 hours ahead. How about just sitting there and just sitting? I, I've been reading Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers. And it was morning quiet time. That's what they called it. It was not... Med- it was morning quiet time. A quiet period is what they called it. That's all they did was just sit. It wasn't like they were focusing on the breath or anything like that. They did their prayers. They sat for morning quiet time. And then they did their reading. And it's just like... Why don't you sit for just 20 minutes? And I, I know as a child, 20 minutes is a long time. Well, Jesus Christ, when I'm childish, I, am, I want what I want when I want it. And if, 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 if I don't submit, and that's what I did nine, nine, nine years ago, I submitted to what my sponsor said. I submitted to what he asked me to do a month ago, or two weeks ago, and I'm, gonna, I'm submitting because he has nothing but the best interest in my mind, and he can see me like I I can't see me. I'm delusional. I can't tell the true from the false, and I never will about myself. I can see in you. I I can take your inventory in a heartbeat. I can take your inventory, but I'll never see it about me. But my sponsor can. Uh, my sponsor can see it in my heart. He knows me. He sees my writing every day. He sees all that stuff every day. And he hears me. He watches me. You know? And so he can show me the truth. He can hold the mirror up. And say, no, no this is... I know you think this is who Tim is. Because I thought... I, you know, ten years ago, I thought I was an easy-going guy. <laughs> I thought I was an easy-going... And I'm not. No way. You know? And I, I'm just not. And so... One day at a time, 
I can put my hands back in my pocket. I don't have to fight the world. You know, a lot of times I don't keep my mouth shut. But here's the great part. There, uh, how much time do I have? Three minutes. Perfect. I love it. Okay. So there's a story. Uh, and again, listening to speaker tapes, there's a story. The Montana Gold Rush. Okay. Um, there were six guys who went out. They were looking for gold. They literally found gold on the ground. They didn't have to mine it. They just found it. It was just there. But they had no supplies. So they had to go back into town and get supplies. But at that time, there was claim jumpers. You, if, you didn't, if, you, if you weren't on the property, you wouldn't get caught. You, somebody else could take it. So they, they, they said, we're not going to tell anybody. We're not going to do anything. We're going to go into town. We're going to, get, we're going to say nothing. We're going to meet at the oak tree. And then we're going to go back and mine this. Literally, they went into town for the one day. They came back. 300 people were following them. So, guess what? The leader of the, the six guys went and said, Hey, who told? Who spilled the beans? Who told? And they said, Nobody. Well, he goes, Well, how did you know? He goes, We could tell by the look in your eyes. We could tell by the look. So, my sponsor, Jack. Terrell, these people, I could tell them, I want what they have. I want what they have. Because they have something that doesn't, that's not flipping off the world. That's not in a constant battle uh, 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 with, with people. And that's what I want. Because I fought the world. I fought the world and my wife was afraid of me. She told me so nine years ago. That she was afraid of me. That I, I can strike my child. I have that, that's who I am. Unaided. And so I just have to keep showing up saying, please help. I don't know how to live life. It started with the food and now it's going more and more and more. So thank you very much for listening. Questions? Hi. Uh, thank you for your incredible share. Um, you briefly mentioned your spiritual life and your spiritual relationship with the program. Could you expand on that, please? Um, so the question is, is can I expand on my spiritual program? Um, uh, let's see. What my spiritual life looks like is... Um, in the morning, uh, I get up. Um, I'm up generally about five o'clock in the morning, and um, I uh, uh, I, I commit. I send in my food. I I, uh, I answer three questions. I answer what's going right because I need a constant reminder of what's going right, and then what's the plan for the day. And then what's keeping me from peace? And it's important that I really kind of get in there about what's what are the things that most of the time it's sponsees. <laughs> you know, everyone's lost wife and kids, you know, um, uh, money, fears, all those things. Um, I, I've recently started meditating 20 minutes twice a day. And uh, I'm not sure if it's helped yet or not. Uh, I've worked with, uh, probably every day I've worked with a fellow, either on the phone or in person. And uh, 
something that Jack and I, uh, Jack, I was able to, to listen to Jack and another gentleman, and it was so funny they said the same thing. Um, they were talking about a conscious connection with a higher power, with God. And uh, we were talking to a fellow who was literally, you know, uh, bedridden for five years at this point. And they were like, well, yeah, we talked to God out loud on the way to work. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and these guys have what I want. These guys, so I'm like, I'm going to try that. The first day I was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Now I've been lucky. I've been very lucky. There's, I've never not wanted to come to a meeting. I've never not. I mean, I've been. I. That's my. That's my superhuman power. Is I love this shit. <laughs> I really. I do. I like. I like this. This is better than my other way. And so um, I started talking to God, and, and you know, and it's, I start. I, I. I try to talk to Him as a friend. <clears throat> Try to talk to him as an intimate friend because that's the that's the relationship I need. And then I actually started bringing him to the meals. I actually started saying, "Help me have this because I can mount the plate." You know, one of the discussions I had about food was about six months ago because I was outside the range. You know, and and so it happened to be at my birthday. I would have loved to have stood up and taken my nine-year candle and says, guess what, guys? This is great. But I had to say, I'm outside the range. We're going to have discussions about my food, and I'm scared. <laughs> I do not like it when food's taken away from me. And so, I, I, the more I submit, the easier it gets. It becomes a practice. The more I talk to my higher power, it becomes a practice. Because after that first week, I didn't want to do it. And the, and the other gentleman, Jack, was like, you just got to kind of just, you got to submit yourself. We're undisciplined people. We let God discipline us. I'll never be able to do it. I'll hang on for a while. I'll hang on for a while. But I have to, I have to submit. Just like I have to submit to my sponsor. So, I've got to get it out of the way. I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for sharing. You mentioned that nine years ago your wife said she was scared with you. So, I'm wondering how nine years of recovery are reflected in your relationship with so the question was that, that uh, nine years ago my wife was afraid of me, and how is that? How is that better? Would you say how is it reflected in a better relationship? I can't. I can't answer that question for my wife. Um, I, but for me, I have opinions about how things are how things are done. But I don't necessarily always need to talk about it. Uh, the, I love the fact in, in the, what my sponsor has really got me on is in the big book it says we are not the persuader food is the uh, alcohol food is the great persuader it's not my job to persuade anyone so for example I, I've, I've been not working as much at least my wife wanted me to make these Roman shades so I made the Roman shades and I do she, hopefully she won't listen to this I hate the fabric she picked but I sewed it I kept my mouth shut 
you know, I am not there to tell her what she should do. I am not there to help her in any way. Because it does say, once we put once we put our work on an altruistic plane, like as we're shining, I'm here to save myself. I'm here to help myself. I'm not there to help the other person. I'm really not. And I need to remember that. I can be there and be of support, but I am not there to help them. Because when I try to help, hmm, I'm selfish and self-centered. There's an angle to that help. <laughs> there is an angle to, to, to my help. So I really try to just let her be her. It's it was it, it's her thing. How can I be of service and make the dress? I love me. I love doing stuff like that. I really do enjoy making things. I just have to say, oh, well, okay, you want this color? Great, you know. I I just, <laughs> I just have to just you know keep my mouth shut. So that, that a lot of it is. Some days it is just keep your mouth shut. You know, because it just might be a bad day. It might not be my day to shine. So. <laughs> Thank you, too. Could you talk about how you work step six and seven? Um, so, how, how do I work step six and seven? Um, goodness. Uh, so, six and seven. I can't. Um, I don't say that. I can't say that I consciously work six and seven. I can't say that I sit down and say, "Please take these character defects." One of my big character defects was stealing. <laughs> I, I I could I watch the seven tradition. So. <laughs> um, so. Now, I can find a way to justify... Now, I've never done it in the rooms. Let me make that clear. But I can find a way to justify taking something. I I really... In my mind, it can spin it. So, my sponsor says, let's not even worry about that. When I was first in in the program, he said, listen... Some people can steal and be fine with it. When it starts to bother you, that's when we're going to take a look at it. And it started to bother me. And it started to bother me like saying, do I really need this? That's really what it was. It was like, why does 27 rolls of toilet paper make me feel safe when I can only use one at a time? That's really it's that it's that you know it's like that Costco effect. If I have a bunch of it, oh this is great. Well, you know, I I, I mean, and that I would steal to say, oh, I could provide better. Well, that's my way, and I really I'm really getting down to my way all the time. It started my way with food. It started there. Now it's my way in business, and it's my way of raising kids, and it's my way of being a husband. All these things. My way of being a sponsor. I, I need a sounding board. <laughs> if, I, if I'm willing to be honest enough and say, "Hey, listen, Adam, I'm thinking about stealing this uh, this piece of equipment because so I can make more money for my family." 
As soon as I say it out loud, it just doesn't make any sense. So, so for me, it gets removed. It really, when it, when it, it it's not me that I never, because I'm the thief. I will steal from you. I stole from my wife when I was in the food. I, one of the stories is like we would have. Um, these, this ice cream sandwich, whatever, and I'm like, okay, there's six of them in the box. I'll take four, you take two. Never worked out that way. <laughs> she, if she was lucky, she got one. But it, I never saw it as stealing. I never saw it as the, here's the agreement we set forth, and I'm not going to honor that agreement. So, but it, now all of a sudden, that's not that's not a problem for me. It's not a problem for me to 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 meet what I say I'm going to meet because but that's not who I am. So I, I have to be disciplined. Number one by this by by the by the, the twelve steps. It's not it's not me. That, if I show up, if I if I show up, it's a problem. It's that guy. It's that guy. I I something else comes in. And, 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 and helps me do these things because I have no power. All I'm trying to do is access power. On my own, I'm a, I'll steal everything. Yeah, and I'll lie. And I'll, I'll do it all. I'm selfish. Very selfish. So that's all. Yeah. Thanks. Um, was the tendency to go from zero to 60 in second mm-hmm. or less? Um, how were there any of the steps or traditions or whatever helped you to slow down? Um, so the question is, is has anything helped slow me down? Um, I still run pretty I still run pretty fast. Um, you know the uh, um, I, uh, again. I, I like listening to spiritual. T- I like listening to to that. I, I'm now starting to actually do spiritual reading. You know, past this. Um, w- one thing that really helped me is to realize it's a rigged game. This whole thing is God's making it work the way exactly the way it's supposed to, and if I'm not fighting it, if I'm not flipping off the world saying I want my way like a little child, then all of a sudden I don't have to rush. It's happening the way it should be happening. Everything is unfolding exactly the way it should, whether I enjoy it or not. So it's you know attitude uh, attitude in aviation terms is angle of approach. That's what it is. And so how can I change how I approach it? That's it. And if I approach it with a different light, saying I just have to I have to submit. And it, it, you can call it surrender. You can whatever you want to do. I the more I surrender. And, and the easier my life gets. This is the way it is. You know, um, I, one of the things that, uh, on my last inventory, 
one of the things that, that I ran into was um, my daughter. Youngest daughter is really antsy. She reminds me of me, just jumping all over the place and just a bundle of energy. And she, in my estimation, was having problems reading. <laughs> so I wrote that on my inventory. I said, Sydney, what do you thought? Doesn't read well. Because every time we got together and read, there was tears. And they were not my tears. You know? And so I wrote that. I wrote, and I, I was afraid that this is what it was going to look like when other people saw that she couldn't read well and all that stuff, and it would affect me, how I looked as a parent. And he's like, my sponsor's like, so, so she has a learning disability. I'm like, no, 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 no. She reads at her grade level. She reads at her grade level. So he's like, well, so she reads at her grade level where she's supposed to, and that's not good enough for you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I never saw it that way. I never saw. I saw that I was helping her. I was saw that I was. I was. You know. But who she is is not enough. And I was like, oh. And and he brought me right to the big book, and he said, "The warped lives of blameless children." And it's like, that's who I am. I, if I'm trying to force something, if I'm trying to find my way of doing things, and I'm running at, at very high speeds, I, I, I can't see that. But when I stop and let somebody know what's going on, all of a sudden they can shine the light. And it's never... I, I, don't, I don't walk away from conversations with my sponsor with a smile. Because we're not talking about... The cruises, or the, we're talking about the stuff that's irritating me, and it's always me. <laughs> it's all—it's never them. It's me, and I love the fact that my sponsor draws no quarter. It's me. It's never them, and so that helps me. I—I I, I know where the problem lies. It's in, in my in my acceptance of what is, because it is. So that. Uh, you talked about that you came in through Alan. Yes, sir. Do you still go to Alan? And how does that help your OA program? No, uh, the question is, is, do I still go to Al-Anon and how does that help my program? I do not go to Al-Anon anymore. This, this was a, a serious piece of business for me, um, and it still is to this day. Um, that, uh, uh, you know, I have this physical allergy, the phenomenon of craving. I have this disease. Um, so I do not back that. I, I have not gone back to Alan on. I, I quit Alan on while I was out in my relapse, too. <laughs> I, I, I graduated. It was the graduate, but I graduated. <laughs> Daryl. What's that? Uh, so my quiet time is just sit. I, I, I have an app that I still pay for, and I really need to cancel that. I just sit quietly. I, I, at first, it started off, I'd go to YouTube, guided meditation, five minutes, eight minutes, whatever it is. Now it's just sitting. It is literally just sitting. And it, yeah, this is only uh, a week. That's it, by the way. In, in full disclosure, it's just been a week. 
And so, uh, um, you know, I just report my uh, um, uh, foods and, and do my writing in the morning, read my books. I'm either working with somebody or, 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 what ha- or calling my sponsor. And then, uh, so that's what my quiet. I love it. It's the, it's the only time that's like, this is Tim's, you know, it's Tim's time. You know, that's why I get up so early. I love it. Yeah. Is that it?